Hello and welcome to the Worst Movie Ever Made, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to find the worst movie ever made. I'm your host, Chris Ackman. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci and Bob Hasek. Hey guys, how are you and why are you doing this? After you're done explaining how you're doing and why we're doing this, I will explain this movie. I'm kind of pissed off because after all the basketball puns that Dennis Rodman made, and this is yeah, maybe fun. catch all territory, I, I don't know anything about basketball. I'm like, is he good? And turns out, very. He was quite good. He was good. extremely good. Yeah. Yeah. So All I'm kind of pissed off because I was going to make fun of him for being a bad basketball player, but it turns out he is quite the opposite. Yeah. Um, quite, quite the opposite, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was very good. You know, speaking of the other star of this movie, or should I say the actual star of this movie, John Claude Van Damme or JCVD has been spreading his legs all over this show for months. <laughs> And this, yeah, movie, really this movie was bound to come across our screens at some point. Yeah. And given the amount of laugh out loud moments I had during this movie, I'm yeah. kind of glad it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, really enjoyed it for all the wrong reasons, but I enjoyed yeah. it. So what it is, uh, the double team is Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, I, they're not both secret agents, but uh, Jean-Claude is. And he's trying mm-hmm. to rescue his wife and soon-to-be son because she's pregnant. And an eccentric arms dealer uh, by the name of Mr. Yaz, played by Dennis Rodman, is there yeah. to help him. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll get into the catch-all, why uh, these two teamed up to uh, do this stuff together. But Jean-Claude is um, killed on mission, but not really. He's just sent off to a, like a retirement home of sorts for uh, <laughs> secret agents. <laughs> and he's not allowed to leave, but he escapes anyway, first to ever do so. And he teams up with Dennis Rodman to save uh, his wife and son from Mickey Rourke, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the agent that put him down in the first place. So can he win? We'll find out yeah. uh, in double team. Why don't we first uh, throw it to YouTube before uh, we get into our tests? Sitting on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Sounds awfully familiar. It's good, though. No, it isn't. YouTube comments. All right, this is short and sweet, off the paid version on YouTube. Uh, Quote, I hate practice, but I never miss twice, brother. End quote. God, I love this movie as a kid and still do to this day. Have Rodman's autographed jersey, and it's one of my most prized possessions. Nice. Number two, combination of vintage 90s Van Damme, the gentleman action figure who would overreact and fall (laughs) into traps, with Rodman, who did a distinctly satisfactory job at being a martial arts action figure, too. Especially the Mm -hmm. sliding sweep kick applied just before Jean finds his wife in the movie. Next comment, it has been too long. These two guys need to go ahead. Sorry, these two guys need to go head to head again. It would be worth the wait. Uh, Next one. Can you fly a plane like a bird? Birds don't fly planes. <laughs> and then <laughs> the last one is a awesome movie. Yes. Couldn't agree is, more than. It is distinctly ahead. satisfactory a compliment? <laughs> that's I like don't know. Calling, that's that's like calling that. someone's penis shockingly adequate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't expect it to be an average penis, yeah. but uh, shockingly. Uh, all right, let's throw it to test number one, the worst of its kind. I feel like somebody stuck a big club up my ass. The worst. And it hurts. Of its kind. I've got to figure out a way to get it out of there. <laughs> right. That always shocks me, that bumper. 
can't believe we watched a movie where where they say that where someone says yeah. that. Uh, Bloodsport with John Claude Van Damme. One I think we need to do a forty six. Isn't that like the one that made him famous? Like the really yeah, really good one. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I mean, he he was, was in movie before one. that. But yeah, that was his big one. Uh, the Enforcer really? with. Yeah, I know he was in uh, No Tr- Retreat, No Surrender. I think it was another um, one that will definitely make an appearance on the pod. Uh, that was like late 80s, not early 90s. Yeah, and I think he's like a kickboxer in that one too. Go figure. Uh, the Enforcer with Clint Eastwood at 71. Okay. The Last Boy Scout with Damon Waynes and Bruce Willis, a 46 again. Okay. Uh, that I didn't see, but it looks bad. It's bad. Yeah. Taken with Liam Neeson. A mm-hmm. 59. Yeah. And Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. Surprisingly, a 39. I'm pissed about that. Yeah. No. That movie is I, good. I, I haven't seen it. It's good. I don't that, care what That's one of the says. ones, like, sometimes critics get so jaded during certain eras of, like, certain movies being popular. Yeah. Because they they've seen so many. But then the audience score is disproportionately high. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm I kind of like... want to know. I'm like 50% on Denzel Washington. Like half the stuff I'm like blown away by and half the stuff I'm like annoyed by. So I don't know. I wonder. Um, He is incredible. Yeah. Man on fire. He 89%. Chooses, he chooses audience 89%, score. 89% audio, uh, audience score. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I mean, sometimes the critics in the audience do disagree. I guess I'm part of the audience, but I consider myself a critic. And I think a 39 is a little low. Anyway, the uh, average. <laughs> For those five movies we just mentioned is a 52.2 on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, according to them. Double Team, what did it get on Rotten Tomatoes? Based on YouTube. And, like, they weren't doing the usual, like, mentally ill liking the movie for the wrong reasons. And they weren't doing the... No, that's true. They weren't doing the trolling that happens when something's really bad and the people are leading into how bad it is. I'm going to say it's on par with what we've gotten, like, somewhere in, like, the 45 range. Okay. Uh, I I know this one, so I'm going to abstain. Well, Bob already knows that it's an 11, which is perfect. Oh, yes. A one for Rodman and a one for JCVD. Uh, side by okay. side there. <laughs> Negative 41.2 and worst of its kind, a bad score. Uh, but uh, as you probably already know, I, I'm going to quit the foreshadowing here. The average for the worst of its kind for double team is lower than the score. The average of all the movies on Rotten Tomato is lower than the negative score that Sniper Special Ops has. So um, we already know who wins that one, but let's throw it to test number two to see how it fares in Ain't That a Pitch. Sure. But for all you Hulkamaniacs that haven't seen No Holds Barred yet, I'm making a list, and I'm checking it twice, and you better go see No Holds Barred. Otherwise, I'll body slam you when I see you. Hulkamaniacs, what you gonna do when No Holds Barred runs wild on you? Test number two. Ain't that a pitch? I feel I went first two weeks ago and last last week, so how about I go second? Yeah, and I went first last week, so that means Bob's got to go first this week. All right, I will go first. So we're pitching double team with Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, so there once was an athlete named Dennis Rodman who thought he could act, but he was wrong, man. (laughs) <laughs> Boom, crash, smash, bang, punch. More cheese than Van Damme at for lunch. I'm hoping <laughs> this, this becomes something I've forgotten. 
Nice. All right. Uh, you want to go next or me, Chris? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Quinn has no guns, but Mr. Yaz does. So Van Dam recruits Rodman, and they are fast buds. They save his son and wife, which is all well and nice, but what he loves most in life is fucking his bathtub. <laughs> oh, there's a theme. There's a, I love a theme. Uh, yep. <laughs> there once was a Jean-Claude Van Damme who joined forces with a shooty hoop man. They were There were detonating coins, bathtubs destroyed by their loins, and a lot of violence at a suspiciously <laughs> understaffed NICU. Uh, true. True. I like Rob's for shooty hoop man. <laughs> I do too. I do too. But I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with Bob's because of the cheese comment. Uh, so Rob, who you got? I was gonna go. I was gonna go you, Chris, because I like the bathtub fucking. Oh, uh, what were you gonna What were you gonna give me? Just out of curiosity. Four. All right, I'll change mine to me and a four, so I win with a four star. Let's throw it to test number three, the most offensive. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy, don't even worry well, no, about no, no, it. Wait a minute, don't think about anything. I want to ask you a question. When you came pulling in here, did you notice a sign on the front of my house that said dead Saddle. storage? Jimmy, you knew I ain't seen no shit. Did you notice a sign in the front of my house that said dead Saddle. storage? No, I didn't. You know why you didn't see that sign? Because <sighs> it ain't there, because storing dead Saddle. ain't my fucking business. That's why. The most offensive. All right. Number one, casual car bomb. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly who it is that Mickey Rourke or um, Stavros, I think his, his last name is. I would have gone with an easier last name to remember because Stavros yeah. is kind of tough. It took me like halfway into the movie to, to remember yeah. what his last name was. And he's the bad guy. Yeah. It should be like Chuck, you know, something easy yeah. like that. Chuck uh, voltage but, or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. ooh, that's good. Yeah, like Chuck voltage. Um, but he he bombs out like some secret agent right in the beginning by like getting out of his car and being like, "Oh, well, you're locked in now," and I uh, left you a little yeah. present, and it's a car bomb, and he, right in the middle of the streets of Rome. Yeah. Uh, number two, shortly after that, uh, JCVD gets a team together to go to a circus to take down uh, Mickey Rourke's character. And uh, for that, I wrote circus skirmish despite civilians. Mm -hmm. So many because, civilians. yeah, they, I mean, you just have to wait until he gets in the car and drives away a little bit and then attack him. Yeah, they uh, they open fire on Mickey Rourke and his team, Stavros's bad guys in the middle of a crowded full of people circus or fair or carnival, or whatever. Yeah, and it's outrageous. They would be funny, they just wouldn't do that. If like some dude was like playing like that, shoot the water pistol into the clown's mouth to blow up the balloon game to impress his girl, yeah. and like he clearly sucks at it, but a stray bullet pops the balloon, he's like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been yeah. pretty cool. That would have been better than anything in this movie. All right, write that down for when we make our movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is coming. Uh, number three, maternity munitions. <laughs> Rob kind of mentioned this already, but we've got a. Uh, Maternity ward, uh, Nick Yu, where Stavros and, and Jack Quinn go at it. Uh, that's Mickey Rourke and JCVD. There are no uh, staff members in the hospital, just a bunch of babies in, uh, you know, like baskets. Unattended, <laughs> critically cared for babies. Yeah, that, that, that was the a laugh out loud the, moment for me. The ones with like the tubes in their nose and like the... Eyes yeah, there was one in like an air tank. Yeah. yeah. 
God, no, it was awful. No nurses on staff, dude. Fucking not a, but not a single third shift nurse. <laughs> nope. But JCVD does uh, save a, a baby from the grenade. I am hoping all of them were fine. But he does yeah, save one right. baby from a grenade explosion. <laughs> yeah. The fate of the other baby is uncertain. Uh, number four, nerve gas nursing home. So yeah. all these secret agents that are um, retired essentially are all given a uh, second life at a retirement home uh, somewhere out in the Caribbean or something like that on some island. Yeah, Galapagos yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're all given five minutes to get back to their rooms after they have these super special meetings or lunch or whatever the fuck. And if you don't make it back to put your thumbprint down, the nerve gas shoots into your room and kills you. Yeah. Yeah. Why? No one can escape. What are you, you going to do? Kill all the other secret agents? Like, what? what is your motive? I, I didn't yeah. understand that. Nope. It was just so that we had a zero-hour trope, uh, trope and a like um, device that uh, Van Damme had to get his way out of all impressively. Yeah. You know? Uh, number five, I've got two more after that. Uh, number five is Wedding Warfare. Oh, my so God. So we have but, uh, casual car bombs. Circus skirmishes, maternity munitions, and wedding warfare. Uh, in yeah. the middle of Rome, uh, there is a wedding going on, and they choose that scene as well to open fire on the bad guys again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so chaotic, it's crazy, and it ruins this uh, poor bride's beautiful scenery. Uh, pigeons mm -hmm. go flying, and so do bullets. It's it's a wild situation, and yeah. uh, it would just never another thing that would just never happen. Uh, um, I'll, bring up, I'll bring it up since you mentioned it. Yeah, and then. Seconds later, they're in the same square, and everyone's just milling about, minding their business, as if mayhem <laughs> didn't just erupt. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, and you're gonna have to hang with me here. I looked up whether or not this would be offensive, but I couldn't get a clear answer. So I hope I'm not being offensive here. But number six is Mandarin man, martial artist, gang member. Uh, and by and by that, I mean, uh, in, in these movies in the 90s, there's always a fucking Chinese guy in the gang, even though it has nothing to do with Asia anywhere in this movie. Yeah. And he knows martial arts. He's the guy that throws kicks and and, you yeah. know, knows how to, like, hold a, you know, nunchuck or, or you know, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it's so it, it, it's offensive to me. I'm surprised that they weren't playing like that twangy, like Chinese instrument like they were in Cyborg <laughs> when he when he got <laughs> It's like right a lady with a walk, and all of a sudden it's like... <laughs> uh, last one I have for ask for mentions is uh, number seven, and this is uh, oddly like Sniper Special Ops from last week, but number seven is resting a rug rat in, a, in an abandoned arena aisle. Oh, so yeah, Rodman uh, saves the baby and then just leaves him. There's a tiger running around. Yeah, yeah. he just stuffs <laughs> him in like a duck, and he's like, I'll be right back. Be yeah, you stay here. I'm going to yeah. continue fighting. Instead of getting you into safety. Uh, do you guys want to mention anything else before we send it to uh, Rob's ad read? I had one. What do you got? Uh, shooting a kid. <laughs> yeah. Did they shoot a kid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, wait. Was, uh, it, was it Mickey Rourke's kid? Yeah, Stavros' yeah. kid uh, the got shot. That's right. At the carnival or whatever. I, I, yeah. I think somebody used him as a shield. I don't know. I'm oh, my God. That. I'm going to say that. Number eight, shooting a kid. I, I want that so that I can use it if this wins. <laughs> it's going to be hard to beat Sniper Special Ops, but we'll see. Can we edit together that Chris wants a kid to be shot? Yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't. I swear. No, I, know. I know you don't. I know you don't. I really None don't. Do. No. Do. no. 
anyway, Rob, you got anything you want to throw to your ad read? Uh, belligerent amount of basketball puns. <laughs> <laughs> belligerent basketball puns. Love it. Yes. Yeah, yeah and uh, I have more on that, so we'll just wait and for me to. I'll be more verbose later. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm done for the ad read. I'll segue. Do it. Going to Ponderosa. Here I am, just like Bill Cosby in the new movie, Leonard Part 6, on yet another secret mission. Surviving, I enter cautiously. Then I see it. Now get a Leonard Part 6 mini spy camera at Ponderosa for only 99 cents with any purchase. All right. Hi, Leonard. Rob's ad read. There's a I actually have two ad reads. Uh, they're very short. Um, can you guess which one involves work frustration? <clears throat> Number one. Today's episode of The Worst Movie Ever Made is brought to you by piracy. I would totally download a car. Heck, I'd even download a house. Fuck you. Okay. <clears throat> and then we have another ad read. Um, this one this one just came through like last minute, so I just wanted to get it on the air. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. We don't lose their patronage. <clears throat> Today's episode sure. of the worst movie ever made is brought to you by a supposedly chill mental health influencer who's actually a psychotic bitch to her social media team. Nice hat, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> that's a whole read? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole read. I, I want to see that hat now. <laughs> it's like the big, big floppy one worn by a mentally ill individual. Like the Kentucky Derby t- style? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, you yeah. love Easter those. Bonnet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in my Easter bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> Test number four, the worst dialogue. Some really bad dialogue. You could drop this guy off at the Arctic Circle wearing a pair of bikini underwear without his toothbrush, and tomorrow afternoon he's going to show up at your poolside with a million-dollar smile and a fistful of pesos. This- right. Number five. Sex life. Your sex life. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> your sex life. All right, all right, here we go. <laughs> nice. Whoa, I bet that hurt. That hurt. These hurt too. But I kind of like this one right here, though. Who are you? I'm the man. You? I hope you don't judge a person by the way they look. I hate that. Who does your hair? Sigrid or Roy? <laughs> the last guy made fun of my hair. He's still trying to pull his hair out of his ass. I don't want to know about your sex life. Well, this has been fun. Now, who in the hell are you? Jack Quinn. If you want to dance, ask me nicely. <laughs> I just want to check and see if it's you, Mr. Quinn. Damn, the legend walks. I heard you dropped out of the game, Jack. That was a uh, a verbal exchange with uh, legendary sex icon Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know he must be legendary in the sex department if he can stand up, say he's the man, and shove his ding dong right in JCPD's face without getting kicked <laughs> in the balls for it. Because <laughs> that is what happens there. Um, the piercings is is what they're talking about in the beginning when uh, you hear JCBD, if you're our podcast audience only. Uh, he's getting a tattoo, and uh, Jean-Claude's like, oh, man, that must have hurt or whatever, to his like, belly button ring that's right next to the tattoo he's getting. And he's like, this one hurt. And he points to his tongue, and he's like, these hurt. And he points to his uh, 
knows because he's got two piercings in there. It's just a way to be like, you know, look at our guy. He's a, he's a crazy man or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then the Siegfried and Roy joke is probably why it's number five on, on my list. I, uh, <laughs> <makes> no, sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really doesn't. I mean, it doesn't even look like a hairstyle that they would wear. Never mind put yeah. on someone if they were barbers and not magicians yeah. uh, and, you know, like tiger enthusiasts or whatever they are dead, uh, but they're, they're dead. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, let's throw it to number four. Yarg. Here's some of that beautiful basketball punnage that Rob was alluding to. This is five-pointer. You're out of the game. You sure? They only go up three in basketball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a four-pointer would have to be from, like, half court. Yeah. You know, that was definitely not a full-court toss of that guy into the van. He uh, beats up a dude and throws him into a van through a window, Mm -hmm. and he's like, that's a five-pointer. It's just lazy. It's not funny. He he could have been, like, nothing but glass. Oh, that would have been better. Rob, you're on today. Dude, seriously. Uh, all right, number three. This is where it gets really good. This is Hummingbird. Who's my dead eye? That would be me, sir. Know how to use it? It's been modified to shoot triangleizer darts. Can you shoot a man at 200 yards with that? With this, I can shoot the dick of a hummingbird. He's like a snake. If you look into his eyes, he'll get you in the back. When we ID Stavros, move into position. You only have one shot. Two darts will kill a man. Three will kill a rhino. And we want Stavros alive. So, I just uh, consulted WisconsinPollinators.com. The subject line, <laughs> hummingbird sex XXX rated. As male hummingbirds have no external penis, no actual penetration takes place. Instead, the male presses <laughs> his cloaca against uh-huh. the females, and sperm is passed along to fertilize the female's eggs. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. And that means that she cannot, in fact, shoot a penis off of a, off of a hummingbird yeah. with a dart. What else is she lying years. about? Yeah, yeah. What, is, what else is in this chick's history? <laughs> Uh, I also like that uh, Jean Claude is like it, he's like a snake. If you look him in the eyes, he'll bite you in the back. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? And then he's like, three yeah. of these will uh, kill Rhino. <laughs> he doesn't like yeah. pluralize it, which is the accent just coming in rough. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is just outrageous, but it it gets worse if you can believe it. In number, <gasps> this is preparation. Damn, it's stuck. Maybe I have something in my pocket. What do you have? <laughs> lucky coin. What's that? My lucky coin. And my lucky detonator. 
Them unlucky plastic explosives. Semtex. That's the stuff. Hand you then duct tape. Preparation, my friend. If you gotta have the right tool for the job, you gotta be prepared for anything. Damn! Not in a wire! Preparation, huh? Hold on. Let's find a rock. You don't mind me, man. It's for a good cause. Thanks. Oops, airball. You need to practice, man. <laughs> I hate practice, but I never miss twice, brother. Every single drop of that liquid dialogue is shit. It is. Um, the glaring thing, the glaring issue I've noticed, like for having done this for what, 116 episodes across uh, 40, 47 seasons, is um yes, 47, I think. They like, it, I don't know, I think it's 46. Yeah, that's right. They like setting up the joke and then immediately doing the punchline like within the same breath, where it's like if he said, "I'm always prepared," and then like 30 minutes later they call back to right. it, it would have worked, but it's like. You set it up and knocked it down all in one one smooth yeah. flowing yep. discourse. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's it's awful. Um, Does not get as bad at any point as number one, which after our drum roll and our little sound clip, we'll throw it to one daddy. You know what? Fuck it. This is brothers. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is my brother Regulo. And my brother Romulo. This is my brother Quinn. These monks have been collecting information on Rome for 500 years. The system has been really updated. Cyber monks. <laughs> that prescription label you found? He's tracing it right now. Oh, yes. What che cos'è questo? Che significa? Chi ce l'ha messo? Internet. You know the saying when you put uh, a dozen cyber monks at a dozen typewriters, they'll they'll write a masterpiece in, <laughs> if enough time passes. Yes, yeah, so, so if enough time goes by. Uh, when Robin says uh, cyber monks, I, I shut off the movie and go make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Unfucking believable. Is that supposed to be cool? Is that supposed to be funny? It's supposed to be yeah. funny. It's supposed to be funny. Cyber monks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bob, why don't you take the lead on uh, test number five, the worst production? All right. Back. You're left. Production. I don't like that. Productions. You wasted a kid. All right, so this has not come up yet, but the, then again, that's why we have these segments. Too many close-ups. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm definitely a person that watches for details like this in a movie, and I was watching, I'll say half of it, maybe less than half of it, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, stop pushing in on the subject so much. 
They push it on Jean-Claude's face. They push it on the gun. They push it on the baby's face, on the wheel of the gurney. Like, they just kept pushing it on every single scene. Truth. It's hard, it's hard enough yeah. to tell. Like, I mean, I don't know. You guys might disagree. But it was hard enough to tell in this movie where the characters were and what perspective was to be perceived. Um without forcing far too many close-ups on characters, faces, guns, explosions, etc. It was it was just hard enough to follow any type of story. Uh that's the, the, truth. the excessive amount of close-ups, which is evidenced by my by my trailer uh at the worst movie ever to make dot com slash Instagram, uh, made it literally impossible to follow this uh quote unquote story. Let me ask you this, Bob. Do you think that's for budgetary reasons? Do you think like with all the heightened action sequences and on location filming, the way they save money was like by not doing the big establishing shots, but rather just zooming in? So Or is that me giving it too much credit? No, <laughs> which you do. That is possible. <laughs> I was between that and and I was between the editor. I felt like they actually filmed the whole scene, but edited down to the close up. Like it felt like the resolution was poor on the close up, and that means uh, they cut it down. Okay, that's a good point. But that, that again, that was me, maybe even giving the editor too much credit. Uh, <laughs> so, so Bob, what you're saying, what you're saying is they shot the scene and then like zoomed in on what they shot already instead of having had that in like mind. So the resolution maybe. is, maybe. so the resolution's not as good. At the same time, Rob makes a very good point. I do think the close-ups are to just fill space. And honestly, here's what close-ups are good for. Close-ups are good for after the fact. Like, you, you film a scene, you film the interaction, then you film the close-ups later. And I feel like they filmed the close-ups and said they look better than the faraway scene. Or, like you said, budgetary reasons. I don't think it was budget, though. I think I think it honestly was... The establishing shot or the wide shot looked so bad that we have to go with the close up and leave it to the imagination yeah. of the audience. Yeah, that is, that is fair. That's, that's fair. a good, that's a good point, Rob and uh, Bob. I, I love that it's something like we've never even mentioned that it, it's uh, just going to add to the way that I watch movies uh, going forward. So I appreciate yeah. that, um, especially action movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially action movies. But but you're right. I mean. We're going to talk uh, at length about something that we we clipped and and we put up on the Bob was saying before the trailer uh, in the catch all, but it is it is a close up and it's one of the funniest ones we've done on the podcast so far. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of like a hundred in the movie now that you mention it. Uh, so let's throw it to test number six, uh, the worst acting, and we'll keep that um, yeah you know anticipation flowing for later. This is where the law stops, and I start. Acting badly. Okay, let's start with uh, this. Is this is obviously our bad acting test? So everything you hear from here is going to be the uh, actors acting badly. It's pretty simple. Uh, number. Yep. One. This is cow. <laughs> Catherine, you're damn. Cow is in my way. <laughs> it's not a cow, Chad. It's the swamp. Whatever it is, it's in my way. In your way? Your swan is beautiful. <laughs> You're beautiful. Uh, not for long, huh? <laughs> you still be sexy. 
a bit rounder and a bit softer. <laughs> Take the baby. It's what we want now. Of course. Bonjour, Jack. We don't believe in front doors. There's a back door, too. You of all people should know that. He was knocking on it right before he barged in. <laughs> right, yeah, probably. <laughs> Jacques Lobo would never know. That's a really good point. He would have no clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he mistakes the uh, statue that his wife made that looks nothing like a cow for a cow. I don't know how he did that. But he's like, I don't know what it is, so I'll just say cow. It's um, John Claude doing a bad job, which is what he mostly does. He's had moments where I'm like, you know, that wasn't half bad, but this was not one of them. But it sounds like he meant to say swan, but he forgot the line because he paused. He goes, you're damn cow. <laughs> and it's like they kept it in. Yeah. <laughs> yep, they did. That could be, too. Uh, let's see how far this goes with number two, the fence. Quinn, keep your money. Why are you not telling us before? What do you care? You always play defense, right? It's time to get out the bench. The best defense is a strong offense, right? Right. Stavros has been making the rules. If we play this game, my wife and son are dead. You gonna send an email message? It's gonna be intercepted by every agency in Europe. What's the plan? I don't have one. But Stavros doesn't know that. So he'll do what he thinks I would do. So he has to check it out. And when he does, he'll take us right to Catherine. That is a plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're both just super, super pathetic. And it, there's another one of your basketball puns, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I can't understand why. All right, let's throw it to number three. This is my son. Who's our son? Where's my son? I know where they are. You go get your boy. I'll take care of him. He doesn't. Yeah, for three seconds. <laughs> you owe me. That's the one you're going to have to check out where, Rob? www.theworstmovieevermade.com uh, YouTube episodes go live on every Sunday. You'll I have to check that out because there's a lot of face close-up bullshit going on there. But didn't it seem like didn't it seem like Yaz is about to lay the pipe? He's yeah, like, you go, you go get your son. I'll take care of the lady. <laughs> <laughs> she just gave birth. <laughs> I, I forgive know. me for not having had that thought, Rob. She just gave birth. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> just, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but we don't we don't Maybe know Mr. Yaz very well, do yeah. we? Yeah, it's 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 red, yeah. but it is Rodman. I mean, look at him. True. He he is uh 
he is known for his um sexual proclivity. Collusion collusion with Korea. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Fair point, Rob. I, I wasn't going there either. Um okay. all too red for me. This is number four. Speaking of Robin, Mr. Yaz. Give me a souvenir. Cut a piece of your hair. Oh, and your shirt. Quinn, you may like this. Here's a souvenir from me. Maybe my corner be lucky for you, too. I'm not giving you any pieces of my hair, Mr. Goldsmith. <laughs> Quite a magician, Mr. Yaz. Now it's my turn to disappear. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Well, you can bet your ass they'll blame you for this one. <laughs> I wonder what the fine would be. Hmm. Yeah. Mary, Mary on the floor. She's looking freak, but she's much more. Lay, chic, fun, chic. She's the head of state patrol. Head to toe. My shade of peach. That's the secret she likes to keep. She likes the boys, think they're cool. But between her legs are the family jewels. <laughs> Ew. What a shock song is that? Between her legs are the family And that is Rodman that is uh, speaking there. All right, hey, uh, let's uh, head it to our next segment. This is where Bob takes over for Fact and No Fact. But first, we're going to introduce Chad Smith. Uh, Chad Smith from the Last Comic Shop podcast. Once again, he joins us, like he did two weeks ago, to ask Rob some tough questions later, maybe some uh, trivia for mm. us. Can't wait to hear that. But for now, I'm going to throw it to Bob with Fact or No Fact. Fact. No Fact. Fact. No fact. All right. Uh, so fact. Chris and Rob are always sending group texts about Nickelodeon shows from when I was in college or high school. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know nothing about them. I know literally nothing about them. But I do know that I called this movie Double Dare, which is Nickelodeon from. Okay. My, yeah, nice. My, Mark uh, Summers. Yeah, yeah. Mark Summers. All right, so we're looking for the lie. Chad, you may play along because some of these are just facts that no one would ever know. Some of them are movie specific, so you can make your uh, uh, your bet. Now, just to bring everyone up to date on the character names, Yaz was Rodman's character's name. Yes. Yeah, Yaz. Y-A-Z. Yeah. Like the new wave band, yeah. I, I'm sure <laughs> you say so. <laughs> and we're looking for the, the lie out of these five things. Okay, first one. Yaz changes his hair design and color six times during the movie. All right, second one. The colony, that's the, the retirement home for the uh, super spies. The scenes were all shot at Jean-Claude Van Damme's timeshare in Spain. Okay, third one. Rodman said in an interview 
that Van Damme would never get better seats at a Bulls game than movie critic Gene Siskel. Okay. Hmm. That, he would, he, that he wouldn't get better? Yes, he would never get better seats than Gene Siskel. Huh. At a Bulls game. Uh, fourth one. The birthday shown in the movie for Van Damme's character is Van Damme's actual birthday. And number five, Rodman was actually on camera with a real tiger three times during this film. Okay. Got to find the lie. Yes. There's, there's it, only one. Rob's not allowed to go first. There is only one. <laughs> I, should, should somebody else go first? I don't care. I'll, I'll yeah, let's let Chad go. Yes, he, he hasn't been able to talk yet. And, uh, and oh, man. Well, f- well, first, thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome uh, to be back. I yeah. really appreciate it. We're happy to have you. Thanks for coming. And so, uh, so Dennis Rodman, interesting dude. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm betting on Gene Siskel with this one. I'm going to say that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme would never get better seats than uh, Gene Siskel. You think that's the lie? That is the lie. Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, I, I, man, I, this is, this is tough for me. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't be Van Damme's real birthday. Um, I think that Rodman has hair changes. I know that I've seen a few in the movies, uh, but I don't know that there were six. I, I just don't know why you would pick that to lie about. But then again, Bob Foolery is rampant in this segment. So <laughs> six times is totally possible. Uh, the colony shot at his timeshare. Ugh, man, that was a cool looking place. I don't know. That that'd be a hell of a timeshare. And he, uh, though he is an action movie star, is not an A-lister ever. I don't think so. Um, and actual like tiger scenes with Rodman three times, Bob. Yeah, that's what I'm. Why telling just you. why just Rodman though? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say that the. Uh, Rodman's crazy character in real life is why you why you chose to lie about number five. He's not actually in the arena, um, at least by himself. I, I don't. Maybe that's the Bob Foolery that JCVD. I, did, and, I, uh, I, did, I didn't say by him, I didn't say by himself. Yeah, I know. But why choose him then? Why oh. just choose him? Why? Like if it, it's Mickey Rourke and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme do it a couple times each and Rodman does it an extra time. It's not worth lying about or and not worth uh, telling us. <laughs> so I'm going to, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, I never know anymore. I don't win anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go with number five anyway, since, since you're playing a little defense <laughs> over there. Offense yeah. is and the I- best. Which is basically Defense. really good offense. Yeah. <laughs> but, as Rodman said, yes. Rob, it's on to you, my friend. Okay. So I I, I didn't count, but it's likely he changed his hair color six times. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call that factual. Um the colony scenes were all shot at his timeshare in Spain. He would be the guy that owns a timeshare. <laughs> yeah, he would. Like, can you imagine can you imagine JCVD like going to the if, if we go 14 times, it'll pay for itself. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him saying that. So I think that's true. Um Chad picked number three, which is 
he said in an interview that Van Dam will never get better seats at a Bulls game than Gene Siskel. That makes sense because Rodman's kind of arrogant and he wants to butter the palms of the movie critic because he's in a movie. That's true. I really like that one. Um, it's, it's it's so weird. Yeah. Birthday shown in Van Damme's characters as actual birthday. And Rodman was actually on camera. So with the camera with the real tiger three times, I mean, it doesn't mean he was actually next to the tiger. It means like they had like a glass partition and he was on camera with a real tiger though out of harm's way. So I, I don't think that's necessarily like, I think the lie is the birthday because like, it's just one of those, like it's too specific. And I feel like. Okay. When I lean into that, when I lean to the fact that it's too specific, it's typically the lie. Yeah. Cause like, it's just like, what? So, so you, I'm going to say number you, four. You all pick something different, which always throws off the, the odds, but here we uh -oh. go. Yeah. Uh, you were right. Uh, Yaz changes his hair design and color six times during this goddamn movie. But so. when okay. and how and w with what time, I don't know. The timeline of this movie is so messed up. I can't. It's strange. Very strange. How many times just thinking of the did Rodman change his hair during the filming, you wonder? Right. Oh, Besides, I can't. I can't. <sighs> aside from the one that were filmed, right. Uh, the colony scenes were all shot as Jean-Claude Van Damme's timeshare in Spain. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> it was costing him over $1,000 a week to keep this timeshare. So wow. everyone was happy that they used it to film because it meant that yeah. he would stop pestering people about investing in his timeshare in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> was he the only one? There was no one else to share. <laughs> Now, here's, I'm going to say this before I say any of the other three. I, once again, once again, we picked a movie so shitty and so unknown that I had to really, really research to find information. I actually yeah. had to watch a 30 minute interview with Van Damme and Rodman <laughs> to Fuck. find any information. <laughs> so, Rodman <laughs> did say in that interview that Van Damme would never get a better seat. Than Gene Siskel at a Bulls. Oh, wow! I thought Ebert would have been the basketball guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that angle, but that makes that's sense. a good. That's a good angle, uh, Chad. But you're wrong. And and he was from the uh, what the Chicago Sometimes or uh, Tribune. Yeah, the, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they were both Chicago yeah. writers, right? Yeah. And through that interview, I learned that Rodman was actually on camera with a real tiger three times during. Damn. The Rob again. So the birthday was about a year plus off. From it was like one year at least, but I want to say the birthday wasn't even the same. But it was close. Um, I think he was born in 59. It said 60 or vice versa. Either way, it was wrong. Right. And they, they listed his height, which was wrong as well. He, he's not 5'11". <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is uh, right. peanuts compared to... But anyway, it ha the uh, fact that he has the timeshare uh, and he's trying to force people yeah. on it had me thinking a uh, new movie for him would be Timeshare Cop. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That'd be, I'd pay for that. I'd pay to see Hell that. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about everything that doesn't fall under our test umbrellas in the uh, catch-all. And now it's time for the catch-all. The doors suck. One of the first things they say is that the operation is classify uh, a classification red, and that that makes me wonder what yeah. what exactly is classification red? Is that is just red? Just means it's bad. 
it's like extra bad because it's that color. Yeah, it, it, on the sliding scale, is there like an orange past the red, or is red like the most? You know, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. A reverse Roy G. Biv. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like violet's all cool. Indigo, you're still good, but you get down to red. Look out! Was that Fuck. the pre-credit scene of him stealing the car? Yeah, it's in there somewhere. Okay. It's just right I, in the I, right. I, in the I don't remember that at all. Okay. Uh, we did, but speaking of the thing he stole, I said, "What did he steal in the beginning? What is that thing?" I don't know. It's, it's some giant military vehicle that he just like crushes cars with, but it looks amazingly lightweight and it it has great handling in it. It's all terrain for sure. That's like an all terrain dump truck, is what I thought. <laughs> right, which just I don't think is a thing really. Um, he yeah. he outran the train, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna throw it to those tropes. Uh, that's that's something we do. He he outran a train to lose the bad guys. This is you know yeah. it's typical in this giant thing that he has. He he raced a train to get over the tracks before the train cut off all the bad guys and they weren't able to follow him anymore. Lucky they didn't have a helicopter, I guess. Yeah, as much money as their military has, they couldn't afford a helicopter to track him. <laughs> um, here's another trope: his wife is pregnant, so higher stakes, much higher stakes yeah. with a pregnant wife. Yeah. Uh, and another one, seven or eight jump from explosion spots. So there's like a grenade and then you get the, the Bob aforementioned close up as Jean-Claude Van Damme leaps away from the flames as they tickle his toes uh, on his on his jump away yeah. from from certain death. That, that happens I, I so many times I I lost count, but it was at except, least for, except for the one that actually hurts him, that which made me crazy. True. Um, one explosion he runs away from hurts him. Everything else is like, eh. Yeah, like and he walks away. Yeah. He like pulled a muscle in his leg or something because he was over it in like two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the agent at the carnival that's in the psychotic clown costume was hilarious <laughs> to me. That is not yeah. <laughs> that is not the way to blend in. I mean, this dude looked like he like John Wayne Gacy and at a carnival. Yeah, and if my kid was walking by uh, Gacy, I, I think I would uh, take notice for sure. Uh, Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme slips on a Coke can and turns it into a roundhouse kick. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> yep. Absolutely impossible. Yeah. But uh, some of the um, Coca-Cola um, advertising that we see in this movie, it's very, it's, it's shameless indeed. Uh, I'm going to try to, there it is. Yeah. I'm going to try to um, pick up the pace here because we've got a lot. Uh, a giant community of ex-secret agents is just, uh, it's uh, funny, but it is novel. I, I, haven't seen a whole lot of that other than in uh, John Wick, which comes much later. You know, you think these people are rogue and don't, uh, oh, there it is. Or, the, or the movie, <laughs> my blue heaven. Well, that I haven't seen. Oh yeah. Yeah. All, all the, uh, witness protection gangsters are living in the same San Diego community. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. And, and that came first. Oh, okay. So, so this might have been stolen. Isn't that the Nor Ephron version of like a serious gangster movie? Yes, <laughs> we 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 want to part Nor Ephron for her her Michael movie. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. We tore her a new one. Mm-hmm. Take that, Nora. <laughs> she deserved it. Yeah. Uh, what is the lame like tech tower in the middle of the Agent War Room? It's it's pretty know. interesting. <sighs> It's like what what nineties, um, you know how like in the nineties when they showed high tech shit, it just had a bunch of numbers everywhere. 
and they knew that people wouldn't yeah. like wonder what the numbers uh, signify. But they don't yeah. stand for anything in particular. There's all these graphics and little symbols and emblems everywhere, and they don't mean anything. Like if you study them, it's like uh, it's not it. It's just like a yeah. do not enter, and like a yeah. yield side. Like it doesn't. It doesn't mean fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing you could discern is the Nokia logo on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jack solves a mystery first, even though it's his first time in the super secret tech meeting. Right. Of course. He, he's the, he, he's like, Oh, I know. I know what this is. Is that um, a short? I think it is. Yeah. I, I, I suppose it would be. Yeah. Some of them, um, allude to having time pass before they solve the mystery though. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not the yeah. first meeting that they are the most successful agent in the room, but not only is he the most like strong and, and, uh, the willpower, um, driven, agent that he's able to escape the private island but he's also the smartest and is able to solve mysteries and stuff of course it's like uh steven seagal he's just that good kind of situation scooby-doo trope yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) his wife agrees to meet the man interested in buying her sculptures lets them uh set her up in a hotel and then bring her to a hospital even though she has a recently defeated and killed secret agent husband She's she, so she's not worried about who this mysterious sculpture buyer is at at all. What the fuck right, is that? Yeah. Uh, and Bob, this is to your point. How long is she pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> the timeline stuff is crazy. Yeah, it is. <sighs> yeah. Uh, they also have a cigarette. Uh, that that is his measuring stick for how long he can hold his breath underwater. And yeah, he keeps yeah. making like little permanent marker marks on the cigarette to see how long he can hold his breath. And I thought about looking up how long it takes a uh, cigarette to burn on its own, but I wasn't sure if the physics would hold up if you like well, hold it upside down, like straight up and down vertically, you know, how long it takes. It's always going to be variable depending on like draft and like what's going on and what the temperature of the room. Like, right. There's, that's Humidity. That's a safe way to measure. Something yeah, like I, I do think that that's true. Yeah. So he doesn't actually have an idea. Why not just use a timer? Yeah, does he have like a fancy watch? <laughs> there's, 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 they don't allow you to have there's literally a There's literally a countdown clock for their checking in with the, like the orderly. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, right. Like, look at the, why can't he just like eyeball that thing and just like move on with his Also, Chris, uh, the product placement on the watch, wasn't it a, a specific brand? Omega. Oh, I didn't um, catch it. Yeah, it's an Omega. I didn't catch it. Yeah. Very, very. But I'm sure you're general. right. Um, time for patented JCVD splits. If you haven't seen them, they're beautiful. Yeah. I gotta I gotta give it to the man. I don't blame him for breaking them out in every single fucking movie because yeah. I can't do them. Can any of you guys split? I can't. Nope. No. And I'm flexible. I, I can get about, I don't know, a quarter of the way to the split before it starts to really hurt in the, in the crotch area. The way. Yeah. That's called walking. Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, math teacher. Fine. Probably more. I, I didn't want to say half and then sound like I was bragging, you know? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that, that, that would have totally demasculated all of yeah, us. Yeah, because none of you can do a lunge. <laughs> uh, no one has ever escaped. No secret agent ever. He does. I said that already. Cut off his own thumbprint and then puts a little band-aid on it. <laughs> yeah. to, to the film's credit. The third act is wrapping up, and he still has a bandaid on his thumb. Like, yeah, that's a level of consistency I did not expect. In the True, movie. but a bandaid is gonna—he's gonna bleed yeah. through a bandaid in, in half a 
half a minute. Oh, you ever cut your thumb? Yeah. Does not stop bleeding. No, it doesn't. But I've never cut my thumbprint off. (laughs) But (laughs) do you want him to get an infection? He needs that band aid. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, he, he needs <laughs> good point. He needs uh, what we call uh, in the uh, service industry a uh, finger condom and, and like gauze yeah, and con- shit. Yeah. You know, he needs he needs was, a bunch yep. of stuff. I was cleaning a sink once and my finger went through a rust spot as Ooh. I was scrubbing, and I cut my entire fingerprint off. It was my middle finger, and that gaping wound lasted months. So I don't know, and yeah. and it bled like a stuck pig, and it hurt like a bastard. So, you know, I I I laughed and also got angry when he cut his thumbprint off. It was like, hey, no big deal. Yeah, he was he was really no big yeah. deal about it. Like the sounds he was making, not terrible acting, but like that's if you stub your toe acting, not if you cut your finger off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, compare it compare it to the um the self uh surgery at. Administration in like no country for old men, and like they're not in the no, same. No, even uh, Predator did it better, and in, in in the yeah. Predator, which is a good movie, we need to do. Uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, like the Phantom, he holds on to something tethered to a flying fucking airplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. I forgot about that. He's 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 like grabbing onto this package yeah. and just holding on for dear life as uh, the plane pulls it in. I, I think as fast as a, as a plane is going up there, you're not holding on. I, I don't care how strong you are. Yeah. Uh, what would Rodman's hacker's name be if he was in the 90s movie about computers? <laughs> <laughs> it would be um, Trick Oh, damn, Rob. That's perfect. I'm not going <laughs> to beat was... that. He is on the money today for sure. Rob, you should be a writer. Yeah. Yeah, you should uh, be. A, you should be a writer. Up. I agree. Uh, giant basketball parachute, and Rodman goes. Oh, I was going to mention oh, that. Yeah, he's <laughs> Rodman's like, now that's what I call hang time <laughs> while they're in the air. <laughs> but why did they fight afterwards? Like, I, I was really confused by like, Jean-Claude Van Damme kicked him out of the plane first. And then got yeah. mad when they got to the ground that he didn't. I don't know. I was very confused by that. I don't either. It, it seemed like his regular I, parachute didn't work. So Rodman brought out the like plan B ball plan with a basketball parachute. See, plan, <laughs> plan B ball. I like that. Yes. I, I, I saw that as like them sussing each other out and establishing trust because like Rodman was like, yo, trust me, your parachute's going to work. And he's like, we'll see about that. And he pushes him out. And he's like, I'll get you, but I want to use your parachute. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it must have been you. something like that. It, it must have been thinking somehow. Like no, Rob's given too much credit again. It was stupid. Too much credit. Too it much was credit. Stupid, but that's the only thing. I can think of. Yeah, fair. fair. Uh, JCVD's '90s new wave disguise is fucking fantastic. <laughs> he had the, the soul. He did have soul glow. <laughs> Chad, yeah, check out our, uh, Chad, check out our socials this week when Rob posts the. Uh, Clip of Van Damme in costume. It's it's or in disguise. Oh yeah, <laughs> will do. I got I gotta do that Photoshop. By the way, thanks for reminding. Uh, me. D- during the uh, Rome wedding shootout, there's no way to know who was fighting for who. There's all these agents and stuff everywhere, and oh, no I had way. no idea who belonged to who. So that yeah. really pissed me off. Uh, why does everybody in the movie call combat the game? Like when you're shooting at each other, like you're in the game or you're out of the game. Yeah. I didn't really understand that either. 
Yeah. Uh, why are there so many Rodman basketball references, Rob? You, to your credit, I just I don't. Is he an um, uh, is he a retired basketball player in the movie? Because they never fucking they never once say that. Is he's a tall black guy? So we have to like is that should that be most offensive? Here's my theory based on zero research. I think this is probably one of his earliest acting roles. I I doubt he had many of them. Simon says. I think when he crossed. Oh, cool <laughs> so when, when he so when he crosses over maybe he wanted to like reach a wider audience and when people are like who's that weird guy with the hair and the piercings like he, i think he just wanted to like let people know that he was i'm Dennis Dennis yeah maybe maybe the director wanted the cachet yeah. of him being a professional basketball player uh-huh. yeah that's uh, an interesting yeah. point uh foot knife like in wild wild west but no boot the guy's literally holding the knife under his yeah. toes, like a oh, like a bad. magician holds like a yeah. coin behind his hand, so you can't really see it. It like flicks out, and then he starts stabbing at Rod or at uh, JCVD. And I'm wondering, like, how much force can you really have without it flying out of your foot? None. If you're gripping it like that, yeah, I, yeah, none I've whatsoever, picked, right? I've picked up small shampoo bottles with my feet in the shower, and they they don't last long. Aaron is uh, ever amazed yeah. at how good I am. Like she, I, I'm like a chimp with my feet. I, it's like my my big toe is on the side of my foot rather than with the rest of them. I'm so good. Yeah. I can grab anything <laughs> with my feet, but I'm never stabbing a guy with a, a Swiss Army knife without that thing coming out of my out of my foot. I thought the lunge thing was a weird yeah. flex. This one wins. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm flexible and, and I, I have nice feet, uh, despite the fact that I have a big toe on the side of my foot. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Savros yeah. literally says, Jack's coming. Take care of business. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. That, that was an actual yeah. line from the bad guy in the movie. And I listened to it six times because I didn't believe it. I don't understand it. Yeah. It makes no sense. I wanted to clip it, but I, yeah. I felt like I'd have to explain over and over again that he that's actually no, no. what he said. No, what he said was um, make him. Oh, shit. I, I forget the opening couple words. But he said, make it like make him not know what day it is. That was like a threat. I'm, oh, man, I don't know. I'm telling you, I went over and over again because I felt like it must have been something like that. You know, it but had to have been that. The thing that's funny is this is Van Damme escaping from an island, swimming in the water, like ending up in a foreign country, then flying. He doesn't know what day it is. Like, <laughs> there's no that's way. That's true. Why, why would he? Why would he? I take I take one yeah. day off work. I don't know what day it is. You know, like. <laughs> Fair. And, I, and I'm not flying over. You know, he gets ocean. in. He gets into intense martial arts combat <laughs> after a red eye flight <laughs> to Rome. <laughs> He, he's still got the Dramamine in the system. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't understand why the eccentric arms dealer decided to physically help Quinn. Because he, he's helping him by giving him the guns and giving him a line of credit. But they never establish why it is he decides to actually join him. Because the kid, unborn kid, that's yeah. why. Well, they don't. He, yeah, he doesn't explain that to him until much later when Rodman's already helped him. Already yes. gone with him. Already it's parachuted called, with him. It's called... Yeah. It's called showing, not telling, Chris. It's something that auteurs do. Okay, Rob, you got me there. <laughs> uh, Quinn just happens upon the hospital room uh, with his wife in it. But then again, yeah, yeah. everywhere else is completely dark and shut down uh, because it's another one of these yeah. like Rome hospitals where uh, they don't have any staff yeah. for whatever reason. So I guess it's not that weird. Yeah. And then we have the scene where it's baby, mines, 
Tiger Arena battle scene. It's absolute insanity. Yeah, total insanity. Uh, no shirts for no reason. It's, it's pretty pretty standard action movie yeah. thing. Uh, 50 or 60 punches, kicks, no blood, bruises, anything like that. It's complete bullshit. I think Stavros might have been bleeding from his nose yeah. a bit. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the landmine is an atomic uh, nuke. It's like it's like a it's like a fucking huge bomb. Yeah, I guess. Lada, so. Like if you've seen an actual landmine go off, like because you've seen like I this is a sore subject to bring up, but like I've seen Ukrainian uh, soldiers like take a pole and hit a, a little landmine with it, and it goes off, and it's it's very localized. Like if you step on it, you're going to either die or be like horribly dismembered. You're, you're fucked. But they are not, they don't like the entire arena explodes. And Dennis mm-hmm. Rodman is there with a Coca Cola yeah. vending machine. And, <laughs> and he saves all three of them and the baby from a terrible fate of the, the nuclear Navy, yeah. mine. Yeah. Uh, that is what I have. Yeah. Do you guys want to mention anything else? Uh, yeah. Just the, the biggest. You go ahead first. Yeah, mine's, mine's little. It's just the fact that Van Damme had two separate training montage tropes he did yes he had which, one which and one? then it was like this weird in between yeah. like conversation he had and then it went right back to the the montage I, i'm glad you say that i want to stress again you need to check out the trailer chad that includes you if you haven't oh. seen it you have to check out the trailer for this movie if you haven't watched it from start to finish Sports. and you don't know what rob uh john claude van damme i said rob van damme almost which he was featured in last week's episode Jean-Claude Van Damme is doing some kind of torso exercise where he's lifting a tub full of water. And we clipped it in such a way that you don't know what he's lifting. It just looks like he's agonized over humping something. And it, it is oh, hilarious. Man. It now, is Bob so did funny. show me a trailer that shows him agonizing over something else. And it seemed okay. like uh, it was a restroom trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, exactly. that yeah, one I, I saw. But I can't say that I've ever put my hands behind my head when I'm trying to let one go. But <laughs> maybe, maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe that would align my spine in such a way that it would uh, in- improve my yeah. poop posture. There or you something. go. There you go. It's, it's because you're doing <laughs> yeah. those lunges, you don't need to. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Good point. I get, Rob, I get Rob please, yeah. please put poop posture in the uh, right now. <laughs> poop posture. Okay. Uh, poop posture. Well, Rob, it Got sounded it. like you had another catch-all uh, moment that I missed. It's just the understaffed hospital thing, because like, if you ever go on TikTok, it's like everybody that works at hospitals complains about how yeah. long they work, even though they're just doing TikTok dances. So it's, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just perplexed as to how like the the natal Nick, like the the ICU for you know like yeah yeah natal NICU yeah babies is like, it's just like how how the fuck is there not like someone walking around with a clipboard when all that shit's happening? Yeah, of course there would be. That's, okay. That's all. Fair. It just bothered totally me. It's it's just very convenient that they had plenty of baby actors, <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't have any anybody who could just get in some OR scrubs and like pretend yeah, to be a nurse. Fair. Oh, that scene was so offensive. Yeah. It really was. Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna throw it to our expert, the the man that we call in, Chad Smith, uh, from the Last Comic Shop podcast, for Rob's Magic Marvel Corner. Uh, I too will ask questions, but really, it's all about Chad. This one, so. Uh, Rob, throw it to the bumper. Mm-hmm. Rob's don't magic smash Marvel 
Big monster. Movie. Let's go. Corner. Fine. Okay, I went first All last right, week, so, this so is Chad a... should go first this week. Okay. This is a uh, Aven- Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. this is the big one. I'm I'm excited to hear what you thought of this one. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, so I've got my three questions here. First question. Um, sure. Who, according to Joe Russo, was the biggest hero from Avengers Endgame? And then follow-up question: Who's the actual biggest hero in Avengers Endgame? Your options include Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, who gets smart. He gives Ant-Man tacos when he's hungry, and he mm. does that whole snappy thing mm-hmm. that brings everybody back. You have Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. Iron Man, who just so happens to defeat that uh, Thanos, and he is loved 3,000. Uh, you yeah. have an unnamed mouse who uh, hits the button to free Ant-Man, and you have uh, Paul Rudd's Ant-Man, uh, who comes up with a plan for the time heist? Oh, that's a good point. I was I was thinking Tony Stark Iron Man because he ultimately sacrificed himself to save the day, but he would not have done that if Paul Rudd didn't go subatomic and realize he was traveling through time. Fuck. Um uh, Paul Rudd's Ant-Man wouldn't have had the fortitude to help them follow through if he wasn't being fed tacos. That's true. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Iron Man because I, I think that was like the most emotional thing, and I think that's what people consider to be like the arc. Okay. Of the story. Anybody else want to venture a guess? I, I second that. I'm second going with that one. I'm going, with, going the with the mouse. Yes. Well, according to Esquire magazine from May 2nd, 2019, the hero of Avengers <laughs> Endgame isn't who you think it is. Uh, it is, in fact, yeah. the mouse that goes over the button to yeah, free Ant-Man. Bob. Yes. Yeah. That is why, if you remember Doctor Strange saying he watched 14 million bajillion possibilities, and there's only one that works. Yeah. It's the one with the mouse. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's true. Oh shit. Okay. That's uh, yeah, because yeah, following that logic, I thought Ant Man was the runner up, but Ant Man couldn't have been Yeah, there. the mouse frees Ant Man, yeah. the Ant Man gets the cool. tacos, the Ant Man and the actual answer for the biggest hero is actually also Ant Man, just because he, he becomes giant man. That's simple math. Oh, so he's li- that's just, literally just, true. just measurement. Literally, yeah. Physically that's the just yeah. a dumb dumb yeah. follow up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, um, do you want to go with one of yours? Yeah, and mine ties to yours like uh, yours did uh, to mine two weeks ago. Awesome. Will you will you allow that time reversal uh, gimmick? They did an okay job with. I mean, like it's. I mean, it's all fictional. All time travel tropes are fictional because I don't think we've ever witnessed real. I guess. Time the, I guess the, the. So I could. What I mean is that it's so overused the time reversal gimmick, and and this, uh, you know, Chad might be able to tell me exactly when this was first inked for uh, the Marvel universe, but the time reversal gimmick here is so well done that for me, I allow it, but it is so overused that I wonder where you land is. Which side of the fence are you on? It works for the MCU. They had not because I know they're getting into multiverse territory. So like, I feel like they needed to tread that ground to establish that for future mm-hmm. installments that I have yet to see. So I I didn't have a issue with it, and I think they did it well. I I, I like how Thanos saw that like, 
before everything happened, he saw his own version of yeah. this playing out. Like, so he had like one up on them. So I, I thought they did well, good job on that, explaining the yeah, rules me too. and sticking to the storyboard. Yeah. So yeah. very cool. Um, okay, so my my next question is: This is the big culmination of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, you know, what is it? 22 movies, 23 movies building up to this one. Um, and I, I remember watching yeah. this in the theater saying it's not going to get better than this just because of how much yeah. stuff they cash in. And but, it uh, yeah, yeah. It, but speaking of cashing in and, and tying that all in, who was the best Avengers casting from the original Avengers movie up through Endgame? Was it uh, Chris Evans as Captain America? Was it Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man? Was it ScarJo as Black Widow? Or Chris Helmsworth as Thor? And we have uh, two factors at play here. One is going to be their Rotten Tomato aggregate score of their solo movies. And the second category is uh, cost per each of those uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores. I have a feeling that Robert Downey Jr. is a higher earner, but I know Hemsworth. See, I enjoy both all the Thor and all the Iron Man movies. I, I oh, that's a fucking toss up. I, I think just in 2008 when the MCU kicked up, I feel like Robert Downey Jr. had like it was more of a household name, more of an established institution than Chris Hemsworth was at the time. So I, I have a feeling Robert Downey Jr. was probably like the biggest. Cash cow, right? That's that's that, that's the question. Which one was the biggest based on positive ratings? Well, it's the earnings? the earnings and then balanced with their rotten tomato scores. So who gave you the best bang for your buck? Bang for you. I'm gonna go Thor because if if the canon leads us to believe that Robert Downey Jr. is not coming back. Unless he does like reprise the role in the multiverse at some point on a different timeline where he's still alive and well, I think there's going to be more dividends on the back end with Chris. Hemsworth. Okay, all right. Now you're monkeying with my math here, just because I did not include okay. uh, Love and Thunder. Um, okay, I, I just went up to Endgame. Although, um, okay, so if you want to factor that in, you can. Then I'm going to go RDJ. Okay. Because so Rob, he was the um, he kicked off the MCU and he ended the most epic movie with his self sacrifice. There you go, and there's argument and, that the MCU doesn't yeah. happen without Robert Downey Jr. You know, making yeah, that there deal. Is, yeah. There is that a strong argument too. I think. So, yeah, did the rest of you guys agree, or do you have a different right. choice? Um. Okay. So th there were four options. So yeah, best bang for your buck, but we're measuring it by individual movie Rotten Tomato scores versus like how much cash they made. Uh, you know, as actors. So it was Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., ScarJo, or Chris Helmsworth. The Civil War count as a Chris Evans movie? It was Captain America 2 Civil War. Or Captain right. America 3 Civil War. 3, yeah. 2 was Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, yeah correct. And I think Winter Soldier did yeah. one too. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go, just to make it interesting, I'll go with Evans. Okay, Bob. See, I was gonna go Evans too. I feel like ScarJo is too expensive to uh, balance that out. But I, I feel like she, she was my close second. 
Okay. So yeah, uh, Bobby Red, it's not ScarJo. She uh, cost eighty-two million over the Avengers franchise and only scored a seventy-nine on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Chris okay. Hemsworth as Thor only cost fifty-six million through three movies or through the Avengers movies mm-hmm. uh, and has an aggregate of seventy-nine. If I included Love and Thunder, it would have gone lower because that was a sixty-three okay. on Rotten Tomatoes. All a lot right. of people didn't like that one, and so it's the big two. It's well, between right. Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans. Uh, so Robert Downey Jr.'s movies scored an 81 average for Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, okay. but he cost, according to the internet, a site called Average Being Icon or AverageBeing.com, I'm sorry, $255 million. Jesus. Couldn't hear oh, that whistle. Uh, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> because he had signed on, you know, initially, he was getting percentages to yeah. come back. Uh... So he got like 8% of Endgame. Okay. Whereas Chris Evans, his movies actually scored better on Rotten Tomatoes. He has an 83 average, and he only cost $62 million. So Chris Evans is Captain America. Mm-hmm. Bob and Chris, you uh, you win that one. <sighs> Damn. Well, right. I got to go with Chris, you know? That's the whole deal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, this is now my second question, right? Yep. That was really fun. Uh, why didn't Captain Marvel come to help all living things uh, if she knew that the universe could die? Did she? I don't know, but you know she should. She's Captain Marvel, right? And half of them do. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm I'm so yeah. busy with all these. That's other what I'm saying. I have to run. <laughs> <laughs> Typical woman. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> wow. So shots fired. Shots fired at 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 ten no, percent of our know. audience. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get her whole deal, so I don't know. I don't have an answer. Yeah, do you? Um, uh, well, she says she's busy. There are other planets. Yeah, but half of the people on that planet are going to die. <laughs> yeah, they're all included under. Thing yeah, that's thing. true. But you know, <laughs> the doom busy. Snap, you know, I mean, she gets haircuts and stuff. Like she's she's got <laughs> stuff to do. Yeah. She can cut her own hair with her fucking <laughs> pinky finger, probably. You ever see that episode of Between Two Ferns when he's interviewing Justin Bieber? He's like, you've had two haircuts so far. What's next for your career? <laughs> that show is really good. That show is funny. It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, so I don't have a... Okay, fine. Answer. <laughs> She's busy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Smith. Oh, my question? Okay, here we go. So yeah. the Marvel movies are famous for those Stanley cameos. And the Russo brothers are yeah. famous for cameos as well, uh, where most of the cast of Community has shown up in their movies. But there's one cameo, mm-hmm. since this is a podcast, the ties back to podcasting. Uh-huh. Uh, Matthew Barry, who was ESPN's fantasy football uh, analyst and now oh. works for NBC Sports as their fantasy football guy. Uh, he was in a fantasy league with the Russo brothers. And so they put him in the movie as a shield agent, thereby making Matthew Barry the largest grossing per movie star ever. No kidding. Because, uh, uh, you know, he was in one movie <laughs> and it was the largest grossing movie yeah. ever. Yeah. So, yeah. And <laughs> being a podcaster, you guys are podcasters. I thought you'd appreciate a Matthew Barry based question. Yes. And which of these. Okay is false. Matthew Barry, ESPN and NBC sports analyst, 
was A, a production assistant on the George Carlin show. B, a co-writer of Crocodile Hunter in Los Angeles. C, a story editor and writer on Married with Children. Or D, he appeared on a 2008 episode of General Hospital as Neil Silver. <laughs> Fuck. Wh- which one's false? Um... Which one of these is false? Yes. The George Carlin say, show, George Croc Carlin. Hunter, I'm, Married I'm with gonna Children. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Married with Children is too old. Okay, that's my guess. I'm going to go George Carlin. Okay, I don't know enough about him, and I think this feels right. Say he heart. wasn't the 2008 heart. silver guy. Okay, all right, yeah, and I almost threw a Matthew Barry from uh, what we do with the shadows reference in there. Oh, it crowd, I, but I, I didn't, and it crowd, yeah. I was looking That's for a, a, a friend's joke, personally. Oh, that Matthew like Perry, a, like yeah. A, yeah, like I was, a, yeah. A Chenandler Bong reference. I could not find a Chenandler Bong's TV <laughs> guide joke. Oh, man. But <laughs> uh, really the correct answer was uh, D. He did appear on a 2008 episode of a soap opera, but it was One Life to Live as Neil Silver. Everything oh, else, course, one the George Carlin show, the Crocodile Hunter in Los Angeles, which is a movie you guys should definitely consider, and the co-writing season 11 right. of Married with Children, so it was the last season, but he was a story editor and a writer on that one. Which Wait, means what? that I won that segment. So, Chris, you got that point, and which... you did not win the segment. You co-won the segment with Bob. Ah, which is Bob... which is great, because I, I won earlier. Um, so if you add up my wins with my, with my win and, uh, ain't that a pitch, I win the episode, I think. Woo, woo, woo. I think that's, Congratulations. I think that's <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry, Rob. I didn't mean to break any streaks. Finally, finally. No, no, no. I, I, was whole flipping off, I was flipping off. I was flipping off. whole episode. I can't wait to go forward with wow. me winning every episode, uh, by wow. hooker, by when, when Aaron gets home, you're gonna you're gonna brag about how you won the episode and show her a half split. Yeah, I totally am. That's that's for sure. Hold on, I'm getting ready. <laughs> Check out these lunges. Yeah, hold on, I, I gotta I gotta stretch. Hold on. Yeah. Make sure you get your toes out. You know who does lunges is uh, not Chenandler Bong, but Joey Tribbiani with all of Chenandler Bong's clothes on. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she came Ready? <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. He's so low we can't even see him. He's dipped below camera level. Look at that lunge. Oh Christ, that's so funny. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not just for Rob and Bob's benefit, it's for the benefit of the entire uh audience. Because <laughs> I promised I would. She happened to walk in as you said. Audience, that, by audience we mean you, Aaron. <laughs> Bob means just you, not we. Bob means that. Uh, for the rest of the audience, you're welcome. Uh, Rob, you got to cash in your uh, Jar Jar Binks walk sometime soon. Since I did that, bring in a Star Wars movie. Like there's like there's like twenty of them. That's, that's true. We so. could. <laughs> um, would Captain Marvel accidentally destroy your ding dong if you did the dirty? Probably. Okay. Next question. <laughs> I think that's no, the no. end of the segment. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's start with the bad credit names. Go. Cool. I'm the free. 
the Phantom Freak, the King of Ninex. Bad credit names. Alright, wait, wait, how about the master of disaster, huh? You're hopeless, man. Utterly hopeless. Ultra laser. Dr. Doom. Orwell's here now. He's living large. We have no names, man. No names. We are nameless. Can you score fry? M. Benabiles. That's not a name. (laughs) Yeah, M. Bison is a name. M. Benabiles is not. Yeah. Uh, Paolo Paoloni. Hmm. Okay. Zin Zin Zyong. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Diane Mapcheek. Oh. <laughs> uh, Samo Hung. Famous. He's famous. Okay. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is uh, our winner this week Chang Wing Fat? <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was, that the, was that the only Asian... Uh, fighter in the gang, <laughs> yeah, probably. Wing, uh, it, it's wing <laughs> dash fat. I just thought that was really funny. Oh, so it's gotta be dark, it's gotta be dark meat because, <laughs> like, chicken because that basically dark chicken wing meat's like that, yeah, right? but it's better. Sure, if you don't eat dark meat, you I need agree. to I like you need to start, get over it. And I've always, try it. I've always opted for. For, for um thigh over breast. For yeah, thighs are some good. All right, let's compare the movies. Anywho. <laughs> Fight the real enemy. Okay, so what I what I didn't realize that I did, and this is why I will format it differently next time uh, for next week. Is I put the offensive mini game at the very beginning of our movie comparison, so we're going to after my uh, long explanation throw it to the bumper for the offensive mini game. <laughs> the okay, this is story about my mom and dad. Offensive mini game. Baby in a battle zone or maternity okay. mun- munitions. I'm going to go, based on numbers, if we're just talking brass tacks, yeah. I think there was way more collateral damage. At the I agree. Because there are dozens of babies with grenades <laughs> being thrown about. Fair. Uh, yeah, we, we, hope they all, I, we hope they all made it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, delightful dead body documentation. Or wedding warfare. Mm-hmm. Wedding warfare. I, I, I think we're, we're going with... Get- JCVD yeah. on this one. Okay. I'm going to agree with Wedding Warfare because, like, the dead bodies aren't going to, like, but if you don't photograph them, it's, like, it's not going to bring them back. Just, okay, like, that's that's fair. Uh, we're going to do the bonus anyway because we always do. Uh, Mandarin martial artist. <laughs> yeah. Sounds offensive. Mm-hmm. Or bullet begat side boob. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> One's a stereotype, one leads to titties. <laughs> oh, man. Um, right, I'm going to go with the side boob because it was really forced. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm seeing your point, Bob. It could have not. I mean, like it saved the movie for that four seconds that we had it. But <laughs> Fair enough. It was not really necessary. Fair either. enough, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Double team is the more offensive movie. So yeah. Sniper Special Ops and Double Team. Uh, for worst of its kind, it's negative 57.5 and worse for Sniper Special Ops. 
Chad, if you haven't seen it, you should. Yeah, or well, you really shouldn't. Yeah. It's it's bad. I was gonna say no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's no no joy. On there the is no joy on the package. <laughs> Yeah, there's no a line from the package. movie. Uh, negative 57.5 and worst, a negative 41.2 this week and worst of its kind, but that pales in comparison. So uh, Sniper takes the first pitch. Uh, team 4-5 uh, against my four-star. Um, thanks again for voting for me, guys. I appreciate that. But I, I lose this week. I didn't. Two I didn't. Sniper special ops. I think you did. We'll have to check the tape. <laughs> Offensive uh, double team uh, wins this one. Dialogue. Uh, sniper special ops or double team? What's worse, guys? Oh man! So one's one's fake military yeah. lingo used yes. excessively to the point where you don't know what they're talking about. And basketball puns. Team. Yeah, um, yeah. Between basketball puns and really bad one-liners, uh, I'm going to go with double team. Okay. I'm going to agree with that because, like, if you if you just watch both films in the vacuum without like any knowledge of the outside world you could like kind of use your imagination to figure out what they're talking about in yeah. sniper but like in double team it was just like you're just kind of trying to shoehorn as many basketball puns that's as the possible truth into the production dialogue. pacing or too many close-ups for a double team yes i'm gonna defer pacing okay i'll say pacing yeah, I agree. I, I think I too many close-ups couldn't couldn't wouldn't necessarily ruin a movie if it was a good movie. Let's put it this way: if if there weren't too many close-ups, would it have saved the movie? The answer: no. Me. So, but the other way around, like yeah. if it was Empire Strikes Back and they did too many close-ups, would it ruin the movie? I'm not yes. sure. I'm not, yeah, you think so? Yeah. Uh, acting. Sniper. I think I'm going to sniper as well. Yeah. Here's the thing. When it comes to like buddy action movies, you're not going into that with high expectations. True. You're going, you, you, you want to see things blow up and you want to hear some zingers. So like we got exactly that. It wasn't great, but like sniper special ops was taking itself way too seriously. And it was, it fell short in its um, delivery and trying to do that. Fair. But, if you want, but by your logic, if you want to see a war movie, you're getting exactly what you want. Next question, Chris. <laughs> well, the next question is just the merits, which don't matter because Sniper Special Ops already won at a score of four to two. Oh, uh, but just to remind you, Stair oh, Waddling Seagull was our demerit for Sniper Special Ops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it does, I'm not going to even ask. Uh, worst movie uh, of the season so far is Sniper Special Ops. No surprise there. Next week, we are doing hard ticket to Hawaii. The uh, fans voted for it. They voted hard. And uh, that is what's coming down the pipe for you. Uh, it's definitely not because a fan submitted that one as a question. We definitely didn't. Uh, that's my alarm. Um, we definitely didn't uh, ham fist that one in this week. So don't worry about that. Uh, thank you so much, Chad Smith, from the Last Comic Shop podcast. We really appreciate you joining us and, and lending your expertise once more. We hope you do it again soon in the future. I know, I, I know that the uh, the movies coming up are bad, so you know we'll we'll let you uh, tell us. <laughs> well, Spider Man Far From Home's next, and I also heard that No Way Home's also like yeah, okay, fair. We have those. Yeah, I'm a big time Spidey guy. Let me know. 
Okay. No, no, no. Uh, we I, I it, like... it, it, the doors are open. It is uh, up to you to decide whether yeah. you will walk through it. You you tell Bob. Uh, Bob will tell us, and uh, and you are welcome anytime. Yeah. Awesome. And likewise, if you guys ever want to also... stop by the last comic shop and read a comic book and rate a comic book and. Uh, just send a, a courier through Bob and we'll make it happen. That will happen. Awesome. Yeah. Um, let, let's figure that out off air at some point. Cause, um, I'm not sure what everybody's availability is, but we can yeah, for sure. Nice. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I also heard that Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings was like the highest grossing opening weekend, like on Labor Day ever. Um, on Labor Day ever, that may be true. It's definitely not the best Marvel or the most uh, winningest Marvel yeah. movie by any stretch. I don't imagine because that that one yeah. I think was kind of a flop. Right. But but yeah, maybe was... Labor Day is just a bad re- weekend for movies. Two thirds of a good movie. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't bother because I thought it was bad. <laughs> I heard it was bad. <laughs> Rob, you played a sound clip earlier. We never explained it to Chris. We just played it. In the wait, wait, well, was it the room? Oh. Six That's the room, right? Try again. But it's your six life. Is it Van Dam and the room? Yes, mixed? it is. Oh it's my Van god! Damme okay. And Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> and there was and there were no there were no edits. That was holy exactly shit! You just played them together. Yes, no, we just played yeah. them together. No Jesus. time stretch or anything. That's yeah. amazing, Bob, that. Bob. That was Van Dam and Wiseau back to back. With the accent, they sound exactly yeah. the same. I thought it was just the room. I didn't even realize there were two clips there. But now that you mention exactly. it, I hear it. Wow, that's unbelievable. Well, thanks again, Chad. Uh, we appreciate you joining. And uh, Rob, why don't you plug us and then send it over to Bob for his last word. www.theworstmovieevermade.com. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on iTunes, Instagram, TikTok. And you can email us, which no one ever does. because They're afraid. For all the down for all the downloads, there's there's a healthy level of cowardice. <laughs> Bob, last uh, you words. got my last word, Rob. Play it. Oh, well, shit, shit. Your sex life. <laughs> all right. See you guys next week. Chat.